Thanks, dude. Awesome. Good morning, everybody. You guys doing good? That was awesome. So, so wonderful. Hey, I want to pray. Wow, God, you're awesome. We love you so much, Father, and we are just humbled, Father, to know that we've been chosen by you today, to live today, to have a relationship with you today through your Son. And I pray, Father, that right now, um, Father, in the Holy Spirit, you just give me words to speak. Uh, I pray, Father, for hearts to hear what you are teaching each of us individually here in this time, Father. I thank you, Father, for our time together, and that there is absolute growth found in each of us. And I pray this, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. Hey, you guys that are um, tuning in on live, we welcome and, and are just blessed y'all are with us. Um, guys, there's something that's been like really, really heavy. I feel like every time I, I go to say something, it's like it's been really heavy on my heart. <laughs> like, like I'm stirred with this. Um, but um, something that's been really big on my heart is um, this, this whole concept of, of growing into the image of Jesus Christ. So like that is absolutely 100% what God desires for each of us. I shared a couple weeks ago that that is his vision for us. It's Romans 8.29. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that we would grow to be just like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so That is where all these promises are found when God has promised us a more abundant life in his son, okay? That's where peace is found, joy is found, and and all these wonderful things that Christ came to bring forth to us, it's found as we grow into that image. And just like Jess and Glenn were singing that song, it is better, It, it it is such a better way of life. It's actually the life that you were called to, like the purpose that God designed you for, all your gifts, your qualities, your characteristics, your long suits, your strengths, everything that he designed you with, it was so that you could grow into that image of his son, Jesus Christ, and you would be a light in this world. It's a process though, right? It's a process to grow into that. And so what I what I'm going to call this message, and I normally don't have like a title or anything like that for the message. Sometimes it just comes out and, and I, someone says, what's the title? I said, I don't know. What do you think the title was? Like, <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, but th- this, is, this is what I got this morning. It's, it's let go to grow. Okay. Let go to grow. Let go to grow. There's a verse in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 4. I think it's 15. Yeah. Rather speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into Christ. Like I was just saying, we got to grow up into this image of Jesus Christ. And the way that your life, essentially the race that you have to run, is going to look very much different than the race I have to run. My qualities, my long suits, they're different than yours, right? Just because you're growing to the image of Christ, it doesn't mean you're on stage talking, okay? Um, but make no mistake, like we are each to grow into what Jesus looks like, okay? And I'm gonna speak the truth in love this morning, okay? That verse says, sometimes the, the, the truth in love kind of stings or is a bit uncomfortable. And letting go to grow is something we gotta, we gotta consider, okay? And 
the, what I'm talking about in letting go is a lot of uh, the things that hinder us from growing, okay, into that greater image of Christ. Now, look, there's different levels, right, of maturity in Christ, but we're all growing. We ought to be keep. We ought to keep growing. We got to know that, you know. Hey, uh, for me, I, I'm 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 just not satisfied where I'm at today. But I know that it's not where I'm gonna stay, and I have to be okay with that. But I also, in the same breath, have to be very thankful that I'm not where I was. And that is this whole process of just growing and maturing into who God has made each of us to be in His Son. Am I making sense right now? You guys feel me so far? Okay, so here's, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about letting go of the thing that prohibits our growth. Well, let me say, one of the main things that prohibits our growth, and that's this thing that's going to be uncomfortable to talk about, and that's sin, okay? And I'm just going to be real. I'm going to speak the truth in love right now because my heart, my, my, my greatest desire is for each of us to grow more into the image of Christ. I know that that is what God desires for you. Even if I don't know your life, I don't know your background, I don't know your story, I know that's what he wants for you. I know that's the vision, that's the destination for your life. And so I'm, I'm so, so passionate about you growing, us growing into the image of Jesus Christ, okay? That's where we have world changers. That's where we have people who are walking around that are vessels and agents for hope. Like you look different in your school because you behold the image of Jesus Christ in you. You look different in your workplace because you look like a representative of Jesus Christ. Not just because you went to church on Sunday, but because your life is being changed and transformed and you just walk differently, you talk differently, you think differently, you bring different insights, you bring different wisdom, and people are just like, man, that's different. I, I just, that's, that's different. But the thing that holds us back from our growth is sin, okay? We gotta let go to grow. And this might be uncomfortable to hear. This is not gonna be one of those condemning things because I'm not about that. Honestly, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to walk in sin, the reason why I don't want you to walk in sin is because, one, it, it, it hinders your relationship with God. It hinders your growth. Sin is, a, is like a, a highway and an open door for guilt, condemnation, and shame. And God knows that. Let go to grow. There's some things we got to let go of in order to grow. So again, this might be a little uncomfortable to hear, but it's for the sake of growth, okay? So just like if you were to go to, if, if, you, were, if, if you were to go to like a gym and, and you want to get like in shape, you want to get stronger, you know, you, you want to you kind of turn your life around, you want to go to the next level with your physical fitness, you could, you could buy the Nikes, you could get the gym membership, you can, you know, buy all the dry fit, you know, the Nikes, the sweet stuff, the stuff that like looks good, feels good, makes you almost feel like you're faster, and, and you could even go hang out at the gym, but the only thing that is, is going to help you grow is when you get onto the bar, is, is, is when you get on the treadmill. And when you do that difficult thing that's like you just, oh, you don't want to do, but it's uncomfortable because it causes the growth in you. And so much like the gym and the discomfort that comes prior to growth, we gotta talk about this thing. We gotta confront these things that might be a hindrance in our personal walk with God 
and to our growth. And that's, and that's the sin, okay? 2 Corinthians 5.17 is, is one of my favorite verses. And it, is, it says this, Paul writes, he says, whoever is in Christ, that person, they're a new creation. The old has passed away, it was passed away, and, and the new has come. How m- everyone's got a great, 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 great grandfather. <laughs> when, 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 when referencing him, what would you say? You say, yeah, great, 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 great grandfather Johnny, he's what? He's no longer with us, he's passed away. He's dead. He died. He's asleep. He's passed away. In this verse, Paul says, the, whoever's in Christ, if you are in Christ, the old, the old you has passed away, has, has died, and, and the new has come. Guys, this, is, this was like one of the, the verses that was so liberating for me. This verse brought me absolute, just like it, it, it paved a new neurological pathway for me. It gave me a whole new way to think and understand that like, wait a minute, so you're telling me that like the old like habits that I wasn't happy with, the old self that I, I just, I wasn't comfortable with, you know, the, the bad habits, the thought processes that, that just weren't healthy. Like, are you telling me that like that doesn't have to be me anymore? Like that I could be a new, see, how many times have you heard, well, that's just the way I am. I would always say, I'm just an impatient person. That's just the way I am, man. I'm just, I'm real, I'm, I'm, I'm really quick to be irritated. I'm a fighter. I don't like, you know, I just, that, that's just like who I was. I'm real quick to anger, you know, man, don't mess with me. You know, like I'm just, that's like, that's like how I used to be, you know? And, and when I, when I started reading scripture and seeing like, well, this is what actually God says that if you say you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you are an apprentice of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ, that means that you just don't go to a church. It doesn't mean that you just wear a cross around your neck, but that literally means that there's new life available for you. And you can't have the new without that first part in verse 17. Reckoning that that old man has passed away, okay? Yeah, so this is like really, 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 really big for us, okay? Because your identity, what, how you see yourself, is going to dictate how you live, right? There's a huge lie in the Christian church that is that you are just a sinner. You're just a sinner, I thought that for myself a long time, that like, I'm just a sinner. I'm just a sinner. Bible doesn't say that anymore. God says I was a sinner, but then when I accepted Christ as a son, you know, there's a new day. That, that guy died. The sinner in me died. And now there's new life found in Christ. Now, that doesn't mean I'm absolutely perfect the re- remainder of my days, but what it does mean is that a sinner is no longer my identity. Contrary to that, God says that we're saints. We're holy ones. We're ones that look different. We're his children. That's a huge shift, guys. Huge shift to saying, I'm a sinner. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that God raised him from the dead. And I believe that I have life in his name. And I believe he's coming back for me one day. And I believe I've got eternal life in him. 
But in the meantime, I'm just going to, you know, I'm kind of plagued with these emotions, these feelings, these thoughts that I have, these desires that I have. When I want to do something, I, yeah, I just go after it and then I feel guilty for it. And God, please forgive me. You know, and he, that's not the cycle that God wants us on. Because you see the difference between associating with yourself as a sinner versus associating yourself with a saint, one who is made in the image of God, one who has received the Holy Spirit now, now that we can live a whole new life. And that's what we're all after. We're all for that new life in Christ. You look at my life today, it looks drastically different than when it did 15 years ago. And, and by all means, boy, I just want to keep growing. I, I want to look different next year than I look today. If I, if I don't, that's, that's a problem, okay? And like I said, so whatever people have their identity, whatever we have our identity to, that's what we are going to live, okay? We live who we believe we are. You guys follow me so far? Am I just, got it? Okay, um, Romans 6, 1, Paul talks about this. This might be challenging for some of us to hear, but let's go. Um, Romans 6, 1, this is gonna be in the New Living Translation. Paul writes to, he's writing this letter to the, the church at Rome. Rome is a city. And he's writing to all the believers there. And he says this. He says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Rhetorical question, of course not. It's crazy. Since we have died to sin. Oh, Paul says, he's a, he's a, since we have died to sin. We've died to sin. We've died to sin. How can we continue to live in it? Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we were joined with him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. So he's saying, just as Jesus Christ died and God raised him from the grave to new life, gave him new life and seated him at his right hand, in that same way, we have to see ourselves as we're joined with Christ that the old us died, was buried, and then just as God raised Christ from the grave, he can raise us to a new life too. This is, this, is, this is huge, guys. This is, this is one of those fundamental truths that like in our growth in Christ, like we all are talking about growing, we wanna grow, I want you to grow. We can't get to steps five, six, and seven if we don't hit step one. You can't get your PhD if we don't get our undergrad, if you don't go to you know, first and second grade. You just, it just doesn't happen, you know? Like we gotta get this right. You can't, we can't produce the fruit that God wants us to produce in life for us to enjoy and for others to enjoy around us if we're stuck in seed form. We, gotta, we, got, we can't stay stuck in seed form. But this is, this is like step one. This is the foundational truth and I gotta hit this because this is absolutely essential to our growth. Okay, verse six. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that 
I lost some space. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power over our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, Jesus, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also, so you also, you also, you also, you also, you also, me, should consider yourselves to be dead by the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument to evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Yeah, that's good. That's a good passage. Um, that's a real good passage. Um, the life of Christ that God wants us to live, the life that we aspire to as apprentices of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't have that life if we don't want to adopt that lifestyle. You feel me? We can't expect to have that life of Christ and everything that he paid for, for us, if we don't want to adopt that lifestyle. And just because, let me, let me back up and say this. In that passage there, it says that sin no longer has power over us. But how many of, of you can, can agree that, man, sometimes sin is still just really tempting. Sometimes you still have those desires. Sometimes it, there is that like friction, that like, that suffering where you're like, oh, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. You know, I don't want to do it. You know, um, that's still present even though you've confessed that Jesus is your Lord. The desires still can happen like that. But here's the deal. It doesn't have power over you. It doesn't have power over you because the power that now is over you is the power and the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so really what this means is that we have an out now. We don't have to be enslaved to that. That doesn't have to have power over us. It's gonna, it, it, it stinks at times to have to let these things go. I'll just... It, because it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. I've, I've just, I've shared a lot of times, I mean, with me and alcohol, like I would, I, I there's aspects, I mean, really that was like my whole lifestyle. Like just party, get drunk, and then like, you know, regret what you did the next day. Um, you know, and, and everyone's drinking, okay, well, let's do it too. And, 
It's just like, it, it doesn't have to be like that. And God revealed to me that, man, that's not how I want you to live. That's not, that's not the trajectory of growth. That's not where we're going. Like, you can't continue doing that. If you can't continue to be filled with the Spirit if you're filled with alcohol. You can't be that, that vessel of light for somebody. And that sounding board of wisdom, comfort, and encouragement if somebody calls you at 11.30 on a Friday or a Saturday and you've got a lot of alcohol in you, you're not, you can't be there for them like I need you to be there for them, even though you're at home by yourself. Like you have to, and, and it's like, man, that stings. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really be I'm gonna feel like the oddball out at a barbecue when everyone else is drinking or on the lake when you know we're everyone's having you know just cocktail just relaxing like I'm really this is it's gonna change everything it's gonna stink you know but just like God it's better it's just a better lifestyle and I'm not condemning anybody for drinking this is my walk this is my race this is where I'm running He didn't reveal that to me until a couple years ago and I've been following Christ for 15 years. And even during my time in following Christ, I was still operating and choosing to operate in some sin that was clinging close to me. But as we grow, we have to let go, man. We have to let go of those things. And he's shown me it's such a better way. I'd rather be filled with the spirit than to, than to enjoy that. I, and I'm not going to use this as my time of testimony up here because I can talk about a lot of things that I've had to let go to get to just just that level that, of freedom that God wants us to live in and to enjoy because it is so much better. Hey, Drew, could you throw me that, that vest? Um, this is, yeah, no, just that one. Just that, this one right here. This is my brother, Drew. And, and can't you tell, come here, man. Can't you tell he's my brother? <laughs> We literally had this, we, we have the same shirt on today. Literally, it's the same shirt. You look good in it, man. Hey, thanks, Drew. And the shorts, too. Yeah. God, that's my best friend and brother. Imagine that. We, we think alike. All right, so here, this, is a, this is a weight vest, okay? Uh, this is Pastor Stevens' weight vest that he runs with. Stephen runs with this thing on, guys. He does workouts with this thing on. I'm using this vest to symbolize what, what sin is. It's heavy. It's not real comfortable. Hebrews 1 reads this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, to the life of believing... Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with, let us run with endurance. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Guys, this is what it's like to run a race that God has for you if we continue to let this sin hang on to us. Okay, we got to let go of this thing. And the reason why sin prohibits our growth and slows us down is, well, one, it hinders our relationship with God. 
Okay, he still loves you absolutely, 100%. He loved me when I was skunk drunk coming in here 15 years ago, sitting in the back row from the night before him. And that's like, he still loved me, but it was really hard for me to feel real close with him at times. You know why? Because I had a lot of shame, I had a lot of guilt. And that's what sin does too. Like I said before, it's like an open door to shame and guilt. And the nice thing is, is God is so merciful. He's so great that at any point in time, you can make a change. You can make a difference. And you can repent and you say, God, I'm so sorry for that. That's not the person I want to be. I don't want to operate like that. I don't want to live like that. I know that's operating outside of my design, and it just feels weird. I don't like it. I feel two-faced. I feel like kind of a hypocrite. I live one way before you, and then out here in the world, I live another way. And there is that, like, your conscience just doesn't feel right. Has anyone ever felt like that? It's just, it's uncomfortable. He wants us to lose it so we have a good conscience before him. My wife, Danny, she puts it like this. It's like, you can, you can call out the sin in your life and you can, you can go through, you know, this, this, this any moment. You can repent and say, God, I want to get back on the, on the right track. And he, he was, I'm, I was waiting for you to say that. Let's go. It's all good. It's all good. Don't feel bad. It's all good. Let's roll. Let's move on. But just don't keep doing it anymore. And he's the God of second, hundred, thousand, billion chances, right? But my wife puts it like this, Danny. She says, you know, it's like you can clean out the house of all the cobwebs, all the bugs. You can clean the place squeaky clean. But you can't go to bed at night then with the lights on and the doors open. You're gonna, that stuff's just going to come right back in. And that's like what it is with sin. Like we, we got to just do away with it. This is, man, sometimes it's hard to get off like this dang vest. Sin is like this. Like, look at this, man. Listen to this, listen to this. That's like what sin is in our life. It just slows us down. It's not necessary. Ephesians 4.22, Paul writes, put off your old self, which belongs to your former, man, I should have thrown that thing over here. That belongs to your former manner of life. You want to leave it that, Drew? Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Nice, dude. And be renewed in the spirit of your minds. No, you can keep it there. Yeah, thanks, dude. Let that thing die. (laughs) And put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Put off the old self, which belongs to your former nature, your former life that was corrupt through deceitful desires. And God calls us to put on the new self that is created after the likeness of God and righteousness and holiness. This right here, this is uh, my buddy, a good close friend of mine in, in California. He's a Navy SEAL. He gave this to me. This is, uh, it's referred to as an assault kit, okay? So uh, SEALs wear this, and what they can do 
in combat with this, they have got everything they need. They got, they got, they got all the essentials that they need for their, for their mission, right? One, this thing's a lot lighter. It feels good. Um, but everything you need is in here, right? And see, this is like the new nature. It's, it's, it's Christ. I couldn't have put this thing on. Let this represent, right, the new self created in Christ Jesus. Righteousness means hitting the mark every time. Holiness, it means being different. It means, it means, being, it means being like God, uncommon. We're called to be uncommon people in this world, like uncommon at school, uncommon in the workplaces, uncommon in the neighborhood. Man, what's wrong with that family? Like, they're just like, they just like love. They're just so selfless. Like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> but I couldn't have put this on over that. It just, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit right. And that's what God's saying. You got to do away with that and put on the new self. You see, again, I'm hitting this because this is your new identity. This is your new identity. And you believe who you are. You live, excuse me, who you believe you are, that's the type of life you're going you're gonna to inevitably live. All right, I'm going to close in this. So 1 John um, chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. It's a meaty passage, but just, just hang with me. This is, it's just so good. Okay. John's writing. He says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. So we're not going to be, I mean, Jesus is is a spirit being now with God at the right hand of the Father. So I'm not, me and you are not going through doors and walls like Jesus did when he came back to appear to his disciples but one day we'll have a body just like his. And that's what this is referring to. Just like his. So what we will be when he comes back to get us has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. If we hope in Jesus, that's our call to just work in a greater measure to purify ourselves, okay? Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared, referring to Jesus. Jesus appeared in order to take away sins, to take away sins. Jesus appeared to take away sins, and in him, in Christ Jesus, there is no sin, no one who abides in him, in Jesus, keeps on sinning. The word abide means to, to dwell and to remain. It's like it's to be one with Jesus Christ. That's what he paid for. That's what he came for. This is God's plan, his purpose all along that we would be a people in Christ, that we would abide in Christ. That's why when we pray, we say, in the name of Jesus Christ. That means like, I'm one with you, Lord. I'm one with you, Father, in him. We're one. 
And therefore, why we say in the name of Jesus Christ before or after we come to the Father and speak to him, because it's an acknowledgement of where we stand, our rightful position with God through his son, Jesus Christ, and the authority that we have to be able to talk with God and call him heavenly father. So that's abiding, being one with the Lord Jesus Christ. Dwelling and remaining with him in, 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 in our thoughts too, right? Stephen, uh, Pastor Stephen puts it like this. He says, you can't, you, you can't abide in two places spiritually in the same way that you can't abide in two places physically at the same time. Like I can't be here and at my house physically. It doesn't make it's stupid, right? In the same way, I can't say I'm abiding in Christ in a good conscience and be operating in the lifestyle of sin. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or knows him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous. He, uh, and whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That is powerful. So he would just destroy sin, that we would be a people who abide in him, who would remain in him, and not have the power of sin dwell over us any longer. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. All right, so I told you this was gonna be uncomfortable. I see a lot of faces are like, feel real. And, and this is not a condemning thing. This is like, you know, I don't, Sin means missing the mark of what God has intended. That's all sin means, okay? It's like if you're playing darts and you're going for the bullseye, you're going for the bullseye, and that's, that's, the bullseye would be righteousness, you could never hit it. You're, you're, you're in sin, you're hitting threes, you're hitting, you're hitting 18s, you know, and, and you can't hit the bullseye. Bullseye is what God has intended. Everything outside of that is missing the mark. That'd be sin, okay? Murder, gossip, slander, sensuality. That was a big one. That, for me, that, was a big, that, that, that becomes one that I, I continue to be like, yo, that thing was dead. Like I can't just follow my you know, natural desires anymore. If I have a desire for something, I, I have to say, no, you know what? I just, God, I wanna make sure it's aligned with that the, that the spirit is leading me into that. Um, and you know, God is just, again, so gracious with us that he helps us choose things along the way. Once you confess it, and there might be some people, I'll tell you, it was not my path and has not been my path, and I have not known the Lord like this. But the moment that I confessed Jesus Christ as my Lord, it, it wasn't like all 
desire for sin and all my sinful ways, actions, and thoughts just went by the wayside. I'm growing, you know, into, you know, just this great degree of righteousness that God has called us to be. There's been so many things that I've had to let go of. But it's in each season he reveals something to us that is a hindrance in our walk. I told you sensuality was, you know, for, for me, I just, and when I say sensuality, it could be as easy as eating a lot. I, I just, I like food. I like the way it makes me feel before I eat a lot, you know? And so I just found that like, that was an area, he revealed it to me, just me. Like, I'm not telling you stop eating food, man. You know, like, I'm just saying for me, it was, it was like, he's like, that's an area that you are operating more out of your fleshly nature, the old you, than who I have called you to be with the spirit in you now. And so there's certain disciplines that we can pick up. And it, it, it was hard for me to confront that. He's actually shown me that for a, a number of months. And, and it kind of just like, just increased. And it wasn't like some outward sin that I'm like hurting everyone else around me, but he showed me that like, this is something you just got to, you know, let's, 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 let's nip this in the bud. And so that called for, for me for a fast. A fast is a really good way to push down the flesh and exalt the spirit of God in you. Essentially, that's my will, our will saying like, no, you died. I'm a new creation. And I don't have to put that on anymore. It's hard not eating food when you fast. It's uncomfortable. That's why I didn't want to do it. But boy, I was so thankful that he led me into that fast and I I listened, I did it. Because it's like, oh yeah, that's right. It doesn't have power over me. That sin doesn't have power over me anymore. And so don't feel condemned if there is sin in your life. Um, God doesn't love you any less but he wants, he wants you to keep growing. He doesn't want you to run that race with that thing on, the race of your life, because he knows you're gonna get tired with it. He knows that when you hit lap seven, your back might start hurting when he's destined you to just run freely. Let go to grow. Let go to grow. God's gonna to reveal to you what that looks like. It's different for me than it will be for you. We're all growing. We're all growing. We're all growing. But we got to let go first of some things. Amen? Amen. Put your hand on your heart. I want to pray with you. Father, I thank you so much for the words that were spoken, God. And I pray, Father, that as we hold our hearts right now, God, you're just working to transform us in greater measure to the ways of your Son, Father. That we would, as you so desire, we would have a good conscience before you that we would be a group of people that live in accordance to your will, your way, and the Spirit, God, versus the ways of the world and the desires of our flesh before we accepted Christ. So, Father, thank you for working in each of us to be encouraged today that it's possible. It's possible to grow. And it's by your power, God. So I just thank you for that. I praise you, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I pray. Amen. Love you guys.